Presbyterian Church, 2727 College Avenue in Berkeley. This KPFA benefit wheelchair accessible is proudly co-sponsored by City Lights Books and Project Censored. Mickey Huff will be hosting. Advanced tickets available at brownpapertickets.com and our supportive indie bookstores. That's October 17th for the true grand progressive of our time. And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA and 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, 97.5 K248BR in Santa Cruz and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3.30. Stay tuned next for Cover to Cover with Jack Foley and Nina Serrano. Welcome back to our poetry party here on Open Book Cover to Cover with me, Nina Serrano, and my partner in verse, Jack Foley. Uh, that's not reverse, though. I hope. <laughs> in <We've>, verse. <laughs> we want to thank you so much for listening and for your generous contributions that made our fall fun drive a success. Yes, hooray for you. Thank you, listeners, as we always do. There's still time to donate online and receive a thank you gift or let the gift go and thereby increase your welcome gift to us. Yeah, that's a wonderful idea because that saves us some money because if we don't give you a uh, thank you gift, which we like doing too, that's all right. If you want it, it'll be all right. But as a generous offer on your part, I don't need a thank you gift this time. I'll just give my donation. And that would be wonderful because it saves us a little. Well, last month I had a birthday. And as is my custom, I wrote a birthday poem reflection. It's called Nina Serrano's 82nd Birthday Poem. And it goes like this. My 82nd birthday is September 1st, 2016. Two weeks away. No doubt I will make it. Arriving on that day smiling at what life has brought. Already autumn leaves hint in the coloring trees. August lingers with its foggy mornings and cloudy hours, but September promises to sweep it away with sunshine, blue skies, and my endless celebrations, all the way to Halloween and Dia de los Muertos. Then the darkness begins, colder days and nights, then the holiday distractions of red earrings and velvet softness to the quiet night of solstice, when the reindeer leave and the unicorns graze silently in woven tapestries awaiting new beginnings and the resolves of January. February, the shortest month, has heard my grumbles. Why isn't winter over? Only Valentine's Day redeems it. The Lion of March makes a chilly roar, bringing light and slowly lengthening days, giving way to glorious spring at last, the blossoming of April, May, and June, the blossoming of joy, and the gift of summer, and the resplendent September of my birthday. And I have a birthday poem for you as well, which I wrote for that birthday. 
when we get together to do a radio show, I always see a pair of glasses and a big smile. Nina, Nina, the door is open. The day begins. When we have a meal together, I always enjoy the food more because of the things you say. Nina, Nina, the door is open. The day begins. When I hear your poetry, I always hear a deep resonance that comes from the earth and the air, from what we might call source. Nina, Nina, the door is open. The day begins. When I think of your presence, my mind goes back to those ancient women whose valor is such we call them goddesses. Nina, Nina, the door is open. The day begins. When I think of our friendship, I think of my luck and of how you feel love for the earth and for me. And for everything. Nina, Nina, the door is open. The day begins. Oh, Jack, that is so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, dear. Happy, happy unbirthday now. <laughs> yes. I, I read it on, on the email on the morning of my birthday and it just thrilled me. But hearing you read it, that just gives me goosebumps. Oh, thank you from the bottom of my heart. You are welcome from the bottom of mine. Sadly, Adele and I thought that we would be able to reach our birthdays in August, even though she had a terminal disease. She had cancer, stomach cancer. But that didn't happen. And as it turned out, she sadly died um, at the end of June. But I'd begun a poem for her birthday, and I wrote a poem that I delivered on August 15th, 2016, for her birthday. This is that poem. Some of the names mentioned in this poem are cartoon characters that appeared in a joint fantasy that Adele and I maintained for years. We drew pictures for each other and gave the characters voices. She was Deldel, a name her father gave to her when she was a child. I, J.W. Foley, was Jack Whack. The DDD monster and the EEE monster, etc., all figured into this fantasy, which took place in a country named for the queen and king, Delwakia. We had a ritual for turning out the bedroom lights at night. The Delwakians didn't understand electricity, but they would all gather and in their various voices blow out the candle. After the lights were out, I would say, Night Dell. She would answer, Night Whack. The lights are still on in our bedroom. August 15th, 2016. It's your birthday, my dear dead love. I had begun a birthday poem. My wife, my life, and had already bought some gifts for you. A Monday, moon day, loony in our Delwakian fantasy, who paired with the tiny son, Salvatore Dully. You made a cartoon for me eight days before your death, 
six before the day you forever lost consciousness. I am trying to find another life to fit me, but what could ever fit me so well as the life we made, as moon and sun, as Deldel and Jackwack, as the EEE monster and the DDD monster, as all the phantasmagoria that rose out of our love, that kept our love forever alive. They never stopped loving, even when you and I faltered. They wondered why Delwakia suddenly looked like a hospital room. I've cooked dinner for you tonight, polpette, perpets, a meal you loved that came from my mother's long calabrese line. Dear friends will join me, and then we'll watch a favorite film, Hitchcock's foreign correspondent. Looney and Salvador Dully will watch it too, and Deldel and Jackwack and the monsters. Everyone loves the poems I've been writing about your death. You were always my muse. And today's the birthday you could not celebrate. Our love remains in all these figures, in all these words, while you whirl through the universe if such things are true. Forgetting birth and death, forgetting Delwakia and me, remembering only the deep configurations of life and love. The following is an excerpt from my novel, Nicaragua Way. I'll be reading from it on October 22nd at the Cesar Chavez Branch Library in Oakland and later in San Francisco at the North Beach Public Library in North Beach on October 25th. And this chapter is called Day Trip. This begins the sexy part of the novel. Lorna quickly threw a swimsuit towel and sunscreen into her blue nylon bag. She changed into a fresh tank top, slid on silver hoop earrings, and climbed into the GMC pickup. Guillermo started it up, saying, let's go. The only restriction is that this excursion must be very low budget. State workers earn small salaries. No problem. Is this your own truck? No, I borrowed it from my brother to transport the shovels. He and his wife are driving my Mercedes for a few days. That's a fancy car for a modest salary. It came with my appointment to the ministry. When the Somosistas left, we nationalized their property, so I drive a seven-year-old Mercedes. Nice, said Lorna. Just to be clear... Guillermo said earnestly. Most of the property that we nationalized is for schools, orphanages, or government offices. We placed some of the ministries in their mansions and commandeered their Mercedes for outings. No problem, laughed Lorna. So where are we going? To Hilwa. It's a lake created by a volcano. Mother Earth hates a hole, and so she filled the crater with water. Laguna de Gilwa lay a half hour's drive northwest in a peninsula formed by two volcanoes on the banks of Lake Managua. The beach was run down and nearly empty, but the lake itself was inviting, full of reflections of blue of the sky and the hills on the far side. 
As soon as they arrived, Lorna changed into her swimsuit in a cabana with a pitted concrete floor littered with Coke cans and cigarette butts. She wriggled into her bathing suit, pulling and tugging her 52-year-old flesh and to keep it sagging from out the bottom. Guillermo was lying on the towel by the water's edge, as tan and smoothly muscled as an Aztec warrior in San Francisco's Mission Street Mexican bakery calendars. Working in a ministry hadn't made him go soft. Seeing her emerged, he waved. She felt a little self-conscious about her aging body, but his admiring glance somehow allowed her to accept herself putting away all thoughts of plastic surgery or liposuction. Can you swim, Guillermo asked. I never learned. Don't worry, I spent one summer as a lifeguard. I love to swim. I was on my swim team in high school. I swam even when it meant going home with wet hair in those horrible, cold, windy Chicago winters. Horrible, cold, windy winters, Guillermo asked. What are those? Here we have hot, rainy winters and hot, dry summers. Compared to Nicaragua, Chicago might as well be in the Arctic, Lorna said. Guillermo leaped up and ran to the water, throwing himself in, splashing wildly and happily, and then stood. Come in, urged Guillermo. It's perfect. Lorna ran down the sandy beach into the water, walking carefully over the shells and rocks at the bottom, then swam to his side. My mermaid captain, he quipped, frolicking and splashing in the water. They they tugged and tripped each other like children playing, then waded back to the shore and sat on their towels. Guillermo leaned back on his hands and looked at her. Are you married, she asked. The blunt question just popped out. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) A blunt question indeed. Uh, Thank you, Nina. That's delightful, and I'm sure that people are going to enjoy it. Now, tell me again where you're going to be reading it. I'm going to be reading from it at two libraries in Oakland at the Cesar Chavez Library on October 22nd at 3 p.m., and in San Francisco at the North Beach Public Library at 6.30. And you can also find the book on Amazon.com or at ninaserrano.com, and it's called Nicaragua Way. And I will be reading uh, with um, KPFA's Javelin Richards at the uh, Quiet Lightning uh, event that's going to be going on on October 9th and on Mount Tam. It'll be at the Cushing Memorial Mountain Amphitheater in on Mount Tam. Ridgecrest Boulevard in Mill Valley, 94941 is the way they list it. It will be quite an event. Jack and Javelin will be on at 110. Tribute to Kenneth Rexroth will precede us. And there'll be all kinds of people, music, poets in the school, Dana Joya, Jane Hirschfield, all kinds of people will be there. That's this Sunday, October 9th, and that will be on Mount Tam. It should be a joyous event. Um, I have something a little odd um, to bring to you. In 1967, Samuel Beckett recorded a poem, which is from the addenda to his novel, Watt. And the poem inspired in me a poem to Donald Trump. 
and I thought you might be amused to hear the two together. So first, you'll hear Samuel Beckett, and then you'll hear from me. This is Samuel Beckett reading a poem from the addenda to his novel, Watt. The recording was made in 1965. will not abase one just but of force of the coming to of the being as of the going from not habitat of the long way of the short stay of the going back home the way he had come of the empty heart of the empty hands of the dim mind wayfaring through barren lands of a flame with dark winds hedged about going out gone out of the empty heart of the empty hands of the dark man stumbling through barren lands that is of what what will not abase one toss Beckett's incantatory style somehow inspired me to write a poem about Donald Trump the poem is called Donald Trump after reading and hearing Samuel Beckett. It's the being Trump, it's the seeing Trump, it's the Trump at the side of the road goading us, it's the boring Trump who talks of glory, it's the glory we will not exceed to, it's the seedy Trump, it's the needy Trump, watch as his eyes shift, what is he, which is he? No other but this man at the edge of the podium, the podcast at the edge of the turning world, telling what watches him and me. And that was Samuel Beckett on what? His character and me on another kind of character, Donald Trump. We have something special that I thought you might enjoy. Um, sweet Adeline groups are what you call a barbershop quartet if it's made up of women. And this group is called Ambience. And they did something quite remarkable. They did a recording of Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue for which they, the band themselves or the group themselves provided the lyrics so they're going to sing Rhapsody in Blue and it's remarkable because Rhapsody in Blue is full of male phallic energy there's no other way to put it and there are these women singing it and it's a really remarkable transformation of Gershwin's piece at one point one of them says uh, that she's lost her purse <laughs> a remarkable thing to put into Gershwin's piece I think you'll enjoy it this is Rhapsody in Blue sung by the Sweet Adeline group Ambience
Avenue the Avenue, the patch masses rumble along. Through a dark corridor, the train passes thundering on. And roaring past the station wall, city with graffiti, the deafening noise gets worse. I'm staring at blank faces of all races, and I discover somebody stole my purse. Say, honey, I hope you were carrying American Express. You should never leave home without it. This is Jack Foley, 
You've just heard the great Sweet Adeline group Ambience singing George Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue. It's available on Ambience's CD, I Hear a Rhapsody. That's our show. We began in Brooklyn and ended up in Manhattan with a side trip to El Salvador. Nina and I will be back together again at 3 p.m. on the first Wednesday of November. Thanks for listening. Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump return for round two of their three scheduled debates on Sunday, October 9th. The two will meet in a town hall-style format in St. Louis. KPFA will broadcast Democracy Now! coverage of the debate and reaction to it. Join us Sunday evening, October 9th from 5 to 8.30 p.m. Listen on 94.1 or kpfa.org. On Monday morning, Democracy Now! coverage an hour early at 5 a.m. Then we break for two hours to go to Alcatraz on Indigenous Peoples Day. Then back for debate coverage from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. from Democracy Now! and Letters and Politics. Details at our website at kpfa.org. You are listening to 94.1 KPFA and 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFC.